Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. are you feeling about your social media? Are you feeling a bit deflated? Are you feeling a bit confused? Should you be on Instagram, TikTok? What should you be doing? Today, I'm talking with social media expert, Abby from Dirty Work Digital, who's a social media marketing manager. We're going to be talking about a variety of things from getting visible on Instagram, engaging with your audience and Instagram versus TikTok. So tune in, listen in, and I am going to introduce you to Abby now. So thank you very much, Abby, for joining me for today. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Now, Abby, before we go into Instagram and before we go into social media and TikTok and all the things we're going to talk about today, can you give a little bit of a background about you? Yeah, of course I can. So I'm a social media manager and content strategist and content creator. So I've been working in marketing. I started actually working in marketing when I was 18 years old and did it for a couple of years and then fell out of love for it a little bit. So went away, did some other things and then came back to it in the last five years. So I've been back in the social media world predominantly for the last five years. And my business, Dirty Work Digital, actually started in lockdown after being made redundant and then having lots of different businesses come to me and say, We're heard, we've heard that you're out of work and we really want you to come and help us. So from then, I kind of freelanced and then it just grew and was a bit crazy. Everything obviously went digital during the pandemic, so it was crazy. So, so Dirty Work Digital was born. So that's been, it's been two years now, but I've yeah, been working in marketing for the last kind of seven years or so. And I love it, but I know that people do find social media quite stressful, quite hard. So my my whole thing is to try and make it feel as easy as possible for business owners um, and kind of helping them get visible online. Thank you for that. And I know you help a lot of small businesses as well, don't you, as part of, uh, part of what you do. Now, before we had a chat, I put a couple of questions out on my Instagram just to, to feel, I put a, a couple of questions out to get a feel for how people are feeling about Instagram. And we're not just going to talk about Instagram today, but um, that's my main platform at the moment. And a lot of things were, you know, hit and miss, deflated, meh, you know, what, and I think that is, there is a, a feeling of that at the moment. What do you think is going on with Instagram right now? There's a lot of um, hearsay and like talk at the moment um, that Instagram is dead. And I think what happens when you've got these experts and these gurus that are kind of saying that Instagram is dead, um, it puts the fear into a lot of small businesses. Um, and especially when that's the main source of like their marketing online. 
I don't particularly feel that Instagram is dead. What I do think is that Instagram is changing. Instagram, over the pandemic, um, obviously pre-pandemic, Instagram was predominantly a uh, photo sharing platform. And I think that since the pandemic, people were sitting at home, they were scrolling on their phones, scrolling on video. And obviously then Instagram is now competing with um, like platforms such as TikTok. So I think that what Instagram is doing is because the way that we consume content is different now, it's having to evolve. So actually, even though a lot of people are saying, you know, why is it doing this? Why is it doing that? We have kind of caused that in a way because the way that we're consuming content is actually different now. We're watching a lot more video. We're wanting to connect with people. We're wanting to kind of see the raw side. However, the way that I'm using Instagram at the moment and the way that I'm pushing for my clients to use Instagram at the moment is to use it as a platform for kind of really nurturing that existing audience that you've got on there. You've got people have, I mean, you've got, if you've built a following on Instagram, you, those people are there for a reason. They either love your business, love your brand, and they want to be involved. They want to see your content. So it's about creating content for those people. In terms of like reach on Instagram at the moment, reach is obviously a lot lower than what it used to be. Like I'm going to put my hands up and say that. However, I do think that Instagram is pushing, really pushing original content now. Um, Head of Instagram, Maseri, he came out last week or the week before with another update. We're all like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) but he was saying what Instagram want to do is they really want to push original content. And I think that for businesses and for creators, this is actually a good thing. What this means is that we just need to change the way that we are creating content. So think a lot more like talking videos Mm -hmm. and showing more behind the scenes, like vlogging your day, vlogging the nitty gritty parts of the business and the good parts of the business, obviously like celebrating your wins online or like talking videos. And so it's not just dependent on trending sounds, which I actually feel is a good thing because when let's say reels came around like two years ago now, it's going to be about two years ago, there wasn't any of these um, trending sounds and, you know, you can go viral if you use a trending sound. What people were actually doing was having to really think outside of the box. And actually back in the day, that was an absolute blessing for me because I love content that's a bit original. And that's what I was doing, like finding a way to put my unique spin on it. And that is what kind of caused me my rapid rapid growth. So I think actually this feeling of Instagram is dead. I don't think that Instagram is dead. I think Instagram is actually giving small, smaller businesses a chance to be a bit more creative, actually strip it back, create some content that's a bit raw and a bit easier rather than this like really clean aesthetic. Um, yeah. yeah, this clean kind of polished look. Um, so I think in the long run, it will actually become a place where it will be easier for businesses to create content, but they just need to kind of let go of this feeling of like these vanity metrics and create content for the audience that's there because they're there for a reason. And if we talk about businesses that are that don't really have an audience yet and they're really trying to grow that audience, what advice would you give them in terms of types of content content that they should be doing and you know to try and because yes it's there as nurturing an existing audience but what about growing a new audience 
Um, I would say 100% to get on TikTok. Yeah. So, for example, I'm just going to, sorry, move that. Um, for example, with TikTok at the moment, it is, it's, the, the reach on it is insane. So I've been using TikTok for clients for quite a while now. Um, and then the other week I thought to myself, do you know what, I'm actually going to explore TikTok and go over there. And I don't know why I didn't do it before. It's crazy. I just, you know, the fear, I, we all get it, you know, putting yourself out there. And I think there's a lot of this talk of, uh, TikTok is like a younger market, but it's not. Yeah, the reach on there is like is is excellent. You can reach so many new people and so many new audiences. So the way that I'm using it and the way that I'm trying to get clients to use it at the moment is to actually use it at the top of their funnel. So if you are a new business or you're a new startup, what I would say is don't not do an Instagram, but kind of use Instagram as more of like a shop front, almost like a portfolio. So you speak about your offers on there, speak about your products on there. And if you are like, I don't know, let's say you're a product-based um, candle business or something there, you would use that as like your aesthetically pleasing shop front. But then on TikTok, you're able to talk about the behind the scenes, how you put the candles together and things that are like quite relatable, things that are funny. And it's all like almost like using TikTok as um, how you would use your stories on Instagram to give you that reach, to reach a wider audience and then convert them through to Instagram. And then that's where you're going to nurture your audience. That's the way that at the moment I'm experimenting with, with clients and with my own content. And yeah, it's, it's working. It's working well. How do you, I know you talked a little bit about that in terms of, you know, showing more behind the scenes on TikTok and then Instagram could be more of a polished one. Uh, or not polished in that way, but you might be talking more about your offers and you might be doing more selling or whatever it may be. But on Instagram, shouldn't you be doing that as well? And how can you make it different so they just aren't showing, seeing the same thing on TikTok as they're seeing on Instagram? On TikTok, people, it's really clever once you start um, like watching creators, if you're watching social media managers on there and stuff. The way that people do it is they're speaking about the surface level everything is quite surface level on tiktok so you're not going into a lot of detail so you're speaking very surface level about products or about your services on there and then obviously you're you're using the call to action of like check out my instagram and yeah. then you're kind of pushing people through to there then on instagram you're delving into more information you're kind of selling people the dream so for example if it's like a product-based business you could be showing the behind the scenes of how it's put together um, like a day in the life of yeah. or you know why people actually need it and then when you're pushing people more the through, benefits and that kind of thing that you might be talking yeah. about yeah. and then when you're pushing people through to the Instagram you're giving more information you're you're like going in and out you're kind of covering all of those struggles pain points like making people aware of like a problem that they might not have and why your product or solution is like the answer. Does that make sense? So yeah. you're kind of doing, with TikTok, it's think think stories, think vlogging, think kind of raw content and think you can kind of almost, I feel, I don't actually believe, um, I've got a bit of an unpopular opinion about this, but I know a couple of other people have got the same opinion, which is funny. With TikTok, I actually feel 
like instead of niching down in the beginning you could need you should niche out to reach that wider audience so for example I'm a social media manager but I've been talking a lot about um like business in general on TikTok to kind of reach that wider audience and then as I've as the as my audience will grow on there and as my community will grow on there I'll kind of niche down a little bit more so that's that's again something that I would say to think about with um, TikTok. But I would say for a new brand or business starting out. So just kind of touch on that. Um, and well, I think that's a really good idea because um, if you think about your customer and your customer behavior and where they shop, what they do, what they like, what their habits are, if you're talking about those kind of things, you know, so if you're an active wear brand and you're not just talking about your product, product or your business or whatever, you're talking about you're going to have nature, you're talking about a fitness expert, you're talking about an activity that you did, or you're talking about a yoga pose, or you're doing some kind of talk or live about posing. I'm just, you know, making this yeah, up as yeah, go along yeah. here. But you know what I mean? You're attracting that customer that buys into that world that mm-hmm. will eventually then buy into, hopefully buy into your product as well. Well, technically, like if you're selling an activewear brand and in your content strategy, you have like content pillars, content themes. So these are kind of like topics that you would be speaking about surrounding. So it could be like lifestyle, food you eat or yeah. I don't know, that kind of thing. But on TikTok, it could be, yeah, going to your favorite gym class in your active wear and, or, you know, showing behind the scenes of like making a smoothie, but you could be speaking about new colors coming in or, yeah, yeah. Be, um, I don't know, you could film yourself doing yoga on the beach. There's, it's, it's about, it's basically about building a community of people that, um, want to know the story I feel like TikTok is so good for storytelling the thing is with content nowadays is that especially I think where we had the pandemic and people were so like craving that human connection people are desperate um, to know like more about the brand in in a way of like storytelling so I think that you're able to speak about like the good the bad the ugly and mm-hmm. and everything because people kind of fall in love with the story and the person behind the story um, and the brand as much as just the product itself and I feel like TikTok is just so good for that because you can literally get away with um, having like no makeup on it's not the yeah. same it's funny it's not the same as like reels where people and get dressed quick up as well and- like TikTok is quick yeah you, know, so- you can be you know it can be you can create content because and that's the and I know we I don't want to make this all about TikTok but because I've got lots of other questions to ask you but in terms of the frequency you know does it have to be three times a day is that in terms of to grow is that that's what I've heard uh the thing with me is um because of the way that my brain works I can't you hear a lot of social media gurus that say you need to be consistent you need to be consistent some people cannot do consistent because it doesn't work for them consistency shows up in so many different ways um but it's about finding a rhythm that works for you so it would be really hard for me to sit here and say you need to be posting two to seven times a day the more content that you're pumping out obviously the more chance that you get to reach reach new audiences however when I was first starting out I was on TikTok for myself it was 
because it's so quick and so easy to be able to create content because it's almost like a thought comes into your head about your business or your brand and you, you pick up your phone. Yeah. yeah, you might be walking the dog and you might be just talking about it and that may do well because you're kind of, you know, speaking about um, your expertise, brand, whatever. But in terms of, yeah, I, I would say I would say that don't kind of be posting on there and then like ghost it for like a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. I would say so if consistency into- is twice a week for you, then that's, you know, for the moment. Yeah. I think the most important thing, because I agree with you, I think all product businesses should be on TikTok. Um, just from things I've heard from clients in, in terms of the reach, you know, one of my clients had 3 million views on one of her posts um, or, you know, which is amazing. And um, so the awareness that it can create, and like you said, that top of funnel awareness and some stats that I've heard before in terms of a social media platform, you know, people are twice as likely to engage with your brand um, when they see you on TikTok than, than any other than if they saw you on Facebook or if they saw you on, on Instagram. So the, And the awareness in terms of how they're finding you is higher on TikTok than it is in other places. Yeah. Um, and TikTok and Instagram are very much about brand owners being visible. Yeah. What are your kind of two questions really around visibility is if someone just really struggles with that, what can they do? from a content point of view or, and, and then if, because loads of people do want to see the brand and they want to see their face, what tips would you say for them that you've seen or that you've maybe used with clients to help them get over that? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to quickly go back to a point just very quickly, Nicole, I want mm-hmm. to say I've spoken a lot about TikTok, but I was reading some stats this morning that Instagram still has 2 billion monthly users so it's not dead. There yeah. are people on it. It's just figuring out a way to change up your content that is now in line with the way that Instagram is moving. But yeah. I would say for people to go back to your question now, if you're, do you mean in the sense of if you don't want to be um, the person behind the brand, you don't want to be showing up as much, it's more. Yeah. If you struggle with being the face of your brand and being, you know, you might be introverted or you just, um, some people are running it as a, a, you know, as a side hustle and can't show that they're the face of their brand yet. You know, what are the things that they could do that help um, the audience get to know them without seeing them mm-hmm. as a fake, from a face point of view? And then those people that can be the face of their brand, but struggle from the, but the struggle with it. What are the tips that you would say to help them to get over that hurdle? It's a really hard one because I know that so many people are like introverted and don't want to be showing up on camera all day. And I think as well, like where we're moving into this, uh, it is a bit of a nightmare for businesses that, you know, in that sort of sense. However, what I would say is like start small. So little things like if you've got a product based business and I would assume that you wouldn't be um, predominantly a service provider, you'd probably be a product based business. You could almost create, like think outside of the box, like can you create some kind of character for the brand? Can you use um, brands that are either similar or can you use user-generated content from your community? Can you... um, can you ask other people to create content for you? Are you able to reach out to your community and, and use, um, like user-generated content, is, you know, like a real big one for this one. Mm-hmm. The other thing as well, I would say that if you still want to do like the storytelling element, 
I still think that you could do it and speak, but you might not yeah. necessarily be face on, or you could get maybe like um, other characters to be involved. So if you've got like friends that wanted to talk about it, so you've got a few different people because people really want to connect with other people. Like yeah, human to human. It's that human to human connection, but I know that it feels really scary. So I would think a little bit maybe outside of the boxes. There's some really good, um, I went to Daisy at the Self Hoods event last night and she mentioned about Duolingo. Have you heard of it? It's the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's the app, it's the language speaking app. If you're listening to this now, go and check out Duolingo on TikTok because they, what they've basically done is they've used their, they have an owl as like their mascot and they've basically used the owl in all of their videos. They don't even speak about the app. They've just created this character and it's gone wild. Oh, so much of a look. Yeah, think about things that you could maybe do with your product um, that are a bit different and a bit out of the box and kind of get creative with it in that way and I think like you said as well people just using your voice so people start to hear you and get to know you and they don't may not know and then if you're packing things up they can see that you're doing it because it could just be your hands or you know and I know those are the small there's some small things you know that people can can do as well and even, even little things like if you were to set up a time lapse and you're just packing up orders or you may be yeah. you know, um, pouring something or you might be in the start of you know the early stages or even um, pictures, like putting clips of pictures together. So I know that some people might feel more comfortable with pictures that have been taken yeah. of them. So putting clips of pictures together here and, you know, here and there. Um, what I would say is if you are someone that is quite keen to show up on camera, but you're not sure how to dip your toe in it, um, what I say to all of my clients is when you are, say, walking the dog or out in a, in a space that's quite quiet and you're on your own and you're feeling comfortable, get used to picking up your camera on your phone and documenting yourself and um, speaking you don't necessarily even need to be looking into the camera, but get used to having like a phone in front of you and speaking about maybe your day or speaking about like a question that you may have asked yourself um, and then record it and you don't, don't watch it back and that's it. And then keep it, even if you kind of delete it, but it's getting used to doing that action. Practice, isn't it? It's yeah. 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 Practice. That's all of this is. You, if you was to go back and look at some of my first videos or my first stories, they, you know, to me now, they look, they kind of look odd, but you only get better at doing things with trial and error and practice. And, and knowing that the world didn't collapse after you posted it or yeah. you know, the, the world didn't end. I remember when I used to do, I am going to start doing some more of them, but I used to do lives every Tuesday night and uh, on Instagram and um speaking to entrepreneurs or it's how the podcast kind of then started um was through lives on instagram speaking to entrepreneurs or people that can help entrepreneurs in product businesses and i remember the first live i hadn't done live before and i was there i was like literally sitting at my desk 40 minutes before i was supposed to go live <laughs> which is probably worse i was probably like psyching myself off going oh my god whereas then obviously you get used to it and a live for some people might be like oh my god that i'm never i'm never gonna do a live but for me you know I start, I did, I started it and it's like, then when you're on like live number five, it's like, oh my God, I need to go live now in a minute, you know? And, and it is definitely, it's absolute practice. I think that your idea of 
you know, recording the video or, you know, you can send it to a close friend, you know, on Instagram, you can have those close friends you can send it to. And just so yeah. you know that it's, you've done the action of posting it, but it's only gone, you know, you could set up another account and just send it to yourself, yeah. you know, if you wanted to, just so you could... I think the action. I I mean, I totally agree, but especially with the live thing, like every time I go live now, I still get a little bit, oh, it's that adrenaline, isn't it? But and it, again, the more that you do something, the better it that you will get. And I think as well, like start small, even like taking like a small selfie of yourself and showing people like what you're actually doing um, during the day. And yeah, just starting small and then kind of picking it up from there. And just back to Instagram a second, in terms of are there things that we should, I know that you've talked about in the like raw content video reels, are there things that we can leave behind or the things that are just not working anymore or we can do less of? So say in terms of if you were to look at your feed mm-hmm. and you were to look at those nine squares, mm-hmm. what would a good mix of things be from your point of view? I would say storytelling. Mm-hmm. like behind the scenes of what's going on and um, obviously showcasing your product or services so obviously we still need to make money so like promoting um, I think we can start letting go of this need for a polished aesthetic looking feed there doesn't you know people aren't looking at that as much anymore depending on what your business is for mm-hmm. example if your business is I don't know if you were a luxury hotel or if yeah. you were a luxury or something, company yeah. or something like that it's a bit different but for service-based and product-based um, providers like I would say 100% it doesn't need to be really polished now and um, it just needs to have like a real good variety of content and be speaking directly to who you're targeting so for example like if you are targeting like gen z or like millennials you would probably want to be using like memes and like yeah. current like, modern days like referring to things like the met gala that kind of thing so and then obviously bringing it always back round to your brand but i do think that what people are really craving at the moment is that human connection so the more that you can the one thing that I would say with Instagram is really keep on like cultivating and nurturing like your community and speak to people like create relationships with people you know Nicole you and I are only sitting here because we've spoke and had conversations and like stuff like that so it's really important and to be still like and listening to your community as well like finding out what they want like ask them questions the amount of times that people will comment on you know my my posts and I'll just ask them a question back and it might prompt you for like a content idea so be thinking that it's it's not about you it's about your audience but the one thing that I would say that we can definitely let go of is this perfect looking feed because I think actually what it sometimes causes is like procrastination to not paralysis Uh, yeah and you're just like (laughs) and I feel I'm a bit like that at the moment because I used to do a lot of and I still do but in a different way I used to do a lot of kind of carousel posts and educational tips and and they take a long time to create those ones. So now, so now what I've been doing at the moment is a reel with the tip. It doesn't look as nice, you know, because I've not put a cover on it, but it's a lot quicker for me to do. And you still get the same. Yeah. You know. And people will probably respond better to it because it's you talking. So they haven't got... The thing is as well, if you think about it like this, a lot of people are scrolling when they're watching TV. 
in the evenings. So unless you actually sit at home, like um, you've got 15 minutes and you're sitting scrolling and actually reading through, people want quick, ingestible content. So that's why it's really important, especially with video content, to be making sure you're using captions and stuff. But I think for like kind of going back to TikTok, think like Twick, uh, sorry, Twick, Twick, Twick. Quick, quick, bite-sized content. And so, yeah, it's just, yeah. And the carousel is like, they take so, they take so long. I mean, I do, I create like over 150 pieces of content per month for clients over that, probably way more, but, and the carousels take so long. And I think now it's, it's an absolute blessing that people want to connect with like the behind the scenes stuff and, what's actually going behind the brand I might limit myself to one carousel a month now no one carousel a week or something (laughs) like that but you talked a little bit about engaging with your customers how can you find if you're starting out say so say if you're starting out finding your audience if you have if if you have a new relatively account to then engage with them how can you find them okay so again unpopular opinion I, I don't agree that we should be spending hours and hours of our month or week engaging um, on Instagram because is that time is better spent either working in your business or creating content. However, in the beginning, especially where the reach is slightly lower on Instagram, you do need to be doing a little bit of community management and building an audience with engaging with other accounts. So what I would say is, you need especially if you're starting out you need to know your audience really well so I'm assuming you would have done like competitor analysis looking at what you know content is working for other people but I would say creating content that speaks directly um, to the person that you want to attract is absolutely key I would say in the beginning to be using reels because they still have, um, you know, I've still seen reels that have gone viral. I had a client reel go viral the other week with like 10,000 um, 10, K views. So it's still got the potential. The potential is still there. So I would be saying use a lot of reels um, showing like the behind the scenes of the brand. The other thing I would be saying in terms of like actually engaging and finding those people is think to yourself, where do, where does my ideal client and customer hang out and going on to those accounts not particularly competitors I would say more people of where they would be hanging out yeah but but I suppose it's back to that kind of what's their what if you were to think of your ideal customer what do they generally do in their day-to-day or in their week or what do they like what are their behaviors so if we're talking about the active brand they would be interested in fitness they would be interested in nutrition they might be interested in yoga retreats whatever but you know so there you can find them there on those kind of accounts yeah, exactly. So let's take, for example, that activewear account that we were speaking about. Um, they may be really interested in the new smoothie bar that's just opened up in your street. So the the um, content that they may be posting with, you may support that account. So you might be like, um, you, it wouldn't be selling. It would just be writing something really authentic on those posts. So it could mm. be that they've posted a really delicious meal and you might be commenting about that. But what that's going to do is obviously just give you a little bit more reach so that when other when their audience sees those posts, they may click on you. And then what happens from there is if your bio is correct, if your bio is like strong, if the page looks strong, 
your if they if they are the person for you then they're going to be more likely to hit follow the other thing i would say as well that's just like one small part of it but i wouldn't say spend loads of time engaging that's just something you could do extra when you're first starting out is make sure that you your bio and make sure that the words in your captions that you're using especially for instagram are searchable so you're using lots of words that people may be searching for if you think about it a lot of people used to go to Google to search yeah. for an activewear brand, but actually now they go onto Instagram and that first line. So not your lead handle, but your actual name on Instagram can be changed and that's searchable. That, that is so important to have in there um, exactly like a rough idea of what you do. So, for example, if if you were an activewear brand, you've got activewear in there or clothing brand or something like that. So people can actually find you on Instagram. For example, if you were to search for me on Instagram or if you were to search for social media, if I'm in your area or I've got you've got others that followed me, I'm going to be one of the first people that comes up because that's the first. I've got social media manager, Abby, in my title. So I would say make sure that you are thinking more about like keywords and searchable words for your brand. I'm just looking at my own there and I'm like, right, I need to change that. And it's like, and I think that's a really good tip for people. Um, when you're talking about um, if, let me just, two kind of, like, a couple of questions to finish this off. Um, if you've taken a break from Instagram, um, how do you suggest people just get back into it? So from my experience managing accounts for the last five years, I would say that Instagram is extremely clingy. If you haven't posted for Instagram, I think you can get away with about three weeks, about a month. But if if you haven't posted for two months or longer, you are actually better off to just start a new account. And really? Yeah. Really? Your reach, your reach is going to be so low. Your reach will be really low and you're better off to just like scrap it and start again. But obviously, but if you had like say 10,000 followers or something like that and you just were like... If you had 10,000 followers and you haven't posted on your account for like two, three months and the first post that you're going to put up, I would say that first post is, is not going to be seen by that many people unless you're doing something like I guess a reel and you're going to get that extra bit of reach I would say if you're trying to revive um not a dead account or if you haven't been posting for a while you want to go back through your audience and kind of engage with them and be speaking to them and creating kind of those con- those relationships again um, and then be using features say like reels going live stories things that are going to working your ass off basically to try and compensate for the for the if you've had a big break you've taken off yeah Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm not saying for like um two three weeks even a month or something like that I'm just saying in my personal experience trying to revive a dead account on Instagram is quite hard Mm-hmm. It's quite hard to do and it takes a lot of work. So if you haven't posted for, you know, like two, three months and your reach is really low and you're struggling to revive it, sometimes starting from scratch, if you have if you've got say 500,000 followers, is actually a better idea because you're going to have a really engaged audience 
audience on there that you're kind of speaking directly to. Um, the other thing I was going to say, yeah, so that, that's kind of like my advice to you if you are kind of struggling. But for things like if you want to take a break on Instagram because you're feeling burnt out and, you know, it happens because it is a lot. I would say if you could maybe schedule a post for like, if you say wanted to take a break for two months or something like that, if you could create three posts, even if they were reviews or like testimonials or products and just kind of schedule them on like creative studio or Facebook studio. But so you've still kind of got something ticking over that people can engage with. So you're still there. Um, but you're actually mentally taking that break away if you needed it. It's um, it's funny because I actually was listening to someone on the train on the way home the other day that um, they had said that what they'd done is bought they'd bought an account um, or they they were basically they had an old account that had had, had like thirty thousand followers that hadn't been used for a year and what they were going to do is it they had a similar audience, but not exactly. And they were going to just change over the name for this new brand because having a lot of followers, and I'm saying this in like... Inverted commas, if you can't see it, yeah. looks great because it's the vanity metrics. And I really wanted to jump <laughs> You want to turn around and go, don't. It's just like, don't do it. Like the best thing, the, actually growing a new account is really fun and like quite exciting. Uh, it's a bit of work, but you're, you're better to you know, start from scratch and start again. But the one thing that I really want to highlight from this is that doesn't mean that you can't take a break on Instagram because it is really important to take a break on Instagram like 100%. And I do think as well that, you know, it's you can outsource things. And if you if you if felt from either a mental health point of view or from overwhelmed that you really wanted to step back, but then you thought, oh my God, the effort I'm going to have to do to re-engage again is going to give is going to bring me out in hives as well. You know, there's so many people like yourself mm-hmm. and other, you know, social media managers that you could say, right, I want to take a break for two months. How much is it if you create my post for three days, uh, you know, three days a week for the next six weeks? And yeah. that way, you know, there's other ways around it. So yes, you could create it yourself, but if you just, if you were like really out of love with it, didn't know what to do, you know, there are people that can help you. Um, yeah you know do that side of, of the business I want yeah. to say know your tone of voice and you know mm-hmm. what kind what your audience is and what you want it to be and my last question so for, in order of priority what would you say that are the most important things people should be doing on social media so if they were to use this as a checklist they could go through it in an order of priority so they've a limited amount of time they can go right okay I'm going to make sure I get one two three done today and I'll do the rest tomorrow or you know even if I get one done I've done something Okay, I would say it obviously always depends on what your goals are, whether you're launching something at the moment, whether you're nurturing or whether you're trying to attract new people to the page. But as a general rule of thumb, I would say if you are opening up your social media accounts in the morning, make sure that you're replying to any comments or any direct messages that you've got from the night before because, um, you know, it's really like it's, especially with creating a community is so important to be speaking to people and to be making people see feel seen and heard so that was what I would say would be number one and number two I would say use your stories be interactive on stories so for example if you didn't want to show up I would I always like to try and start my stories with like a poll of how are you feeling today and actually not speaking as everyone 
like a generalized but actually asking like one person how are you feeling today um or getting people to ask questions it could be even as simple as like making your morning coffee are you working mm. today so putting a story up and um, and then the second thing I would say would be more for like weekly or like monthly in terms of like planning your content the number one tip that I would give you is to we come up with our with creative ideas um and like for content when we're either in the shower when we're driving or when we're falling asleep at night so when we're not actually thinking about it have a space on your phone in your notes section to jot down any ideas that you come up with then the next time that you go to batch your content or the next time that you go to create your content you've kind of got like a pre-plan um for you to then kind of sit down with and think to yourself okay I'm going to do this idea I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this it's going to make the process so much easier for you and to be obviously creating content so they would be my kind of like three tips if I was to be able to choose three that you would you kind of do on a weekly basis does that and then, help and get on tiktok yeah <laughs> and be on tiktok, and get on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no it's absolutely thank you so much and abby where can people find you and how can they work with you you can find me on instagram or tiktok at dare to work digital and as i said i'm and taking clients on for probably July now for social media management. However, if you are a business that's looking to work with me on like a done with you basis, I'm actually launching a new offer at the moment, um, which I'm really excited about. So go follow me and check it out soon. Great. And we'll, um, they'll, those links will be included in the show notes. And if you have the done for you offer ready we can include that um in the show notes as well and you also offer power hours don't you do you still do offer power yeah so i'm so um power hour with me is like a general audit of your account so i would basically go through deep dive into your account um, and then put an action plan for you to implement over the next kind of three months um with help from me for the two weeks after that so they're great for someone that's been feeling a bit that needs like energy or like a bit of ener- like energized to their account kick up they the arse. basically need to kick up the arse. so they're great and then with, the actions. Done for you, <laughs> with actions and then the done for you is um i'm launching like a one-to-one um mentoring um coaching program which is going to run over 12 weeks which basically goes from the beginning of mapping out from the you know the very beginning mapping out your ideal client taking you through the complete journey of you know how to show up content strategy and reels like all the kind of very in-depth stuff so leaving you at the end feeling transformed and kind of knowing exactly what you need to be doing to be showing up online and selling your product but that's kind of been launching in the next eight weeks or so so yeah power hours for now so that will be around july 2022 yeah thanks again for joining me Uh, everything will be in the show notes and if you've enjoyed the podcast today i'd love for you to give us a review and subscribe and i will be back next thursday start scale succeed is out every thursday and i will see you then if you want to find me you can find me on instagram at the buyer and retail coach thank you very much abby thank you